welcome to the Intuitively Wild podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Levine. Living Intuitively Wild is about coming back home to ourselves. Here, we talk about how to live connected to ourselves, others, and nature, and make a commitment to radical authenticity, vulnerability, and acceptance. On this podcast, we delve into a wide range of topics that span the human experience. We peel back the layers and talk about the things that are often not talked about. This is a space for us all to walk and wander this path of life together. Let's dig into our roots and go deep. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Intuitively Wild, the podcast. I am so honored and excited to share this fun, heartwarming episode with Chelsea Kazmierczek Gaithel. She is an uplifter and a healer who spends her days helping her clients experience whole being well-being. She is the owner of Kailaz Functional Wellness, and as a board-certified nutritionist and an energetic guide, she utilizes functional and holistic wellness modalities to guide clients from dis-ease and imbalance to harmony and empowerment. Chelsea finds joy in working with those experiencing hormonal imbalance, gut health concerns, mood and mental health issues, sleep and energy disruption, and those looking for overall wellness. She deeply believes that humans are meant to be well and vibrant on all levels, physical, emotional, mental, and energetic. Her own health journey brought her into the field many years ago, but witnessing the return of health and well-being for those she works with keeps her here. Holding space for clients to feel better, function better, and live their fullest and most joyful lives is her passion. Outside of her practice, she enjoys camping, hiking, downhill skiing, cooking, and herding her cats, Theodore and Franklin, with her husband, Mark. I believe that the work that Chelsea is bringing to this space is so vital, so crucial, especially during this time, and this was such a powerful and meaningful conversation, and I hope you all get as much out of it as I did. Amazing. Well, I'm so excited to have you here. I would love to start with you telling us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you live now. And any other details you want to add to that? Yeah, sounds good. I'm so excited to be here. I think this is going to be a really fun, open, inspiring conversation for, for both of us and hopefully everyone who's listening. Um, so my name is Chelsea, right? Chelsea Kazmierczak Gaithel. It's a big old last name, uh, hyphenated last name. Um, I grew up in Fargo, North Dakota. I still live in the Midwest. I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota now. Um, I grew up with a mom who was a life coach. So I had a lot of awareness early on that so much of who we are as humans is very, um, you know, energetic, emotional, things like that. Um, but spent a lot of time when I was young, kind of bypassing what it really means to like feel and understand our bodies and just to sort of like, everything's great. Woohoo. Positivity manifest that sort of thing. Um, and so a lot of my journey to getting to where I am as far as a human and a business owner and a provider um, has been my own like self-discovery of my beliefs and feelings and emotions and kind of what's below the surface of me that helps me be more connected to the people that I work with and serve. Um, and here in the Midwest, emotions are 
maybe this is true for the whole country. I don't know. But we're not a particularly um, emotionally deep culture up here. Uh, there's a lot of like, they call it Minnesota nice, which is just like smile and nod and don't really express what you actually are experiencing or feeling. So there's been a huge, um, just like coming home and and trusting what I feel and trusting in my ability to understand what I'm feeling, listen to what I'm feeling and communicate what I'm feeling. That um, is a big part of my work for sure. Wow. I mean, I, I had a similar experience where I had to come back to that part mm-hmm. of myself. I'm curious what that journey looked like for you and how that started, how you began that process. Yeah. Um, I am a, so from, from a, for a professional, you know, from a professional's perspective, I'm a, a board certified nutritionist. So that was my like educational academic background was master's in nutrition, board certification, licensing, like very academic biochemistry, you know, functional medicine, very holistic um, as far as my education goes, but, you know, very structured, if you will. And that's kind of how my my relationship with myself was as well. Like, okay, I journal and I meditate and I listen to Abraham Hicks when I drive to work and everything's good. Woohoo. We're positive. Everything's happy, lovely. And I worked in the same clinic as a nutritionist for around five years, a little over five years. And um, at some point, that pattern of both the structure kind of academic side of being a nutritionist and working with humans on their health and not just their nutrition, but really their kind of fun- their the function of their whole body um, and really from that holistic lens, like the kind of rigid structure to that type of care that I was providing and the like rigid structure, everything's good, smile and nod uh, to my self-awareness and personal care, like both of those things kind of became unsatisfying, but it wasn't always obvious, right? It was really subtle at first. And so I found myself wanting to talk to my clients more about, you know, certainly food and lifestyle and movement and stress management, but then also emotions and energy. And where are you feeling that in your body and kind of expanding out of just the boxes of like, here's what you do as a nutritionist. And it's not just, you know, Western medicine style dietetics, nutrition, it's, it's functional, it's holistic. So there's a bigger, there's a broader, you know, scope to it. There's a more mindful whole being kind of whole person lens to it, but kind of branching out from there really subtly and slowly. And in my own journey, like they're, they're very reflective of each other, finding like I'm resistant to whatever just came through in that meditation, um, because it didn't feel authentic, right? Like I, that meditation has better be, it better be good. That guided meditation was really positive. I'm not going to go into the depths of what I'm actually feeling. I kind of just like sort of kept my head up and ultimately ended up feeling and recognizing that I was feeling very disconnected from like what my body was trying to tell me, which went along with what I wanted for my clients was, which is to be able to hear like what their body is trying to tell them, whether that's something related to their physiology or biochemistry or their energy or their emotions. Right. So it was a very reflective journey that in the last, just, just over a year, um, I've been on my own now in my, in running my own business, um, has really, I mean, the, the depths of like, okay, you ignored going inwards as a safety or protective mechanism, right? It's all that I knew. It got me very far to be very positive, to be very focused on gratitude and all of the, that's, that's lovely. I still am, 
but to have ignored like, Ooh, I was hurt by that. Or I was that, that did make me upset. Or I'm really sad about that situation to ignore those things. It all kind of compounded. And last fall was like, you're going to, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel all of it because that's how you're going to be the best person you can be for yourself and for the people that you work with. So it's been such a like parallel journey of how I work with clients, what I do with the people that trust me to help be a guide for them in their, their health and my own journey. Um, and it was reflected in my physical health as well, that I was really not listening to what was going on more internally. There's no amount of digestive enzymes or anti-inflammatory supplements or homeopathics or whatever it may be that you can take to like undo not listening to your body, to undo that your body is trying to tell you something and you're just ignoring it and like smiling and nodding and looking around like everything's fine when like it's not fine. I couldn't agree more. I mean, some of what you were saying reflects my process so distinctly because I was also the person who was had to be always happy and positive and doing all the perfect things. And it had to look perfect from the outside and very structured and specific in that way. But I, it was part of a numbing process for me. I wasn't feeling all my emotions. I wasn't actually acknowledging what was happening within me. And at some point I was forced to, Mm -hmm. and I do think a lot of our society has this idea that if everything looks good on the outside, then everything's good. Mm-hmm. When in truth, it's it's the opposite. It's not about how it looks. It's about how it feels. And it's not about our body looking a certain way. It's about us being embodied and like really embracing that. What brought you to nutrition and wellness in the first place? And, and now how you're starting to integrate more of your functional wellness spirituality into that so there's a a saying i heard early on in my career listening to a functional medicine doctor on a podcast and she said you know to get into functional medicine and and to clarify kind of the way that i think about the spectrum of healthcare, if you will of medicine there's our you know western kind of allopathic medicine what we what most of us think of as healthcare, right our our structure here especially in the u.s or in the the modernized world that is very like rigid. If you have this, you take that. If you have this, you do that. If this is wrong, we'll take that part out, whatever it may be. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there's holistic, right? There's holistic healthcare that is very whole person. It's very, you know, that's what we would think of as like alternative or complementary or, you know, some of the Eastern or Ayurvedic principles, like very being oriented. And then kind of the middle ground is functional medicine, right? Where it's not just meds and surgery. It's not just the, you know, alternative supplemental support or meditation or nutritional changes. It's this kind of middle ground of looking at how do we support more of the whole person, but we have some of the bigger tools if we need those. So listening to this functional medicine doctor speak, um, she had said, you either get into functional medicine because you're smart or because you get sick is kind of the overarching theme for a lot of people that work in this field. And the way that I look at it in my life is I had a very smart mom who was very holistic oriented and do any, you know, teenagers listen to their mothers. I hope some do. I did not. (laughs) Right. And so in not listening to the wise woman, that is my mom. I then in my late teens and early twenties, I did some of what she suggested, but 
not all of it, certainly. Um, and then I started to get sick. Um, I found in my, like when I was in college, you know, so late teens, early twenties, um, up until I was 24, which is when I was really introduced to the type of work that I do now, I was exhausted. Um, I didn't sleep. I had, I had had skin issues since I was a, you know, a young teenager. Uh, my gut was not well. I had a lot of inflammation. I had headaches. I, you know, was starting to have a lot of changes in my mood and in my mental health. Just all of these symptoms. My hormones were like, I don't even know what they were up to. I'm, I, they might have left the building at that point. And so, I, I just happened to start a job in my in my early twenties that was at a clinic that did holistic and functional nutrition work. And that then transformed my health. And after working there as a supportive staff for about a year, it became very clear that what I had been searching for as, you know, to answer the question, what am I going to do with my life as we're all trying to answer um, was that at least at that moment, that was that. Right. And it has evolved from there, you know, how, how it, you know, went from just straight up, we're going to talk about nutrition and we're going to talk about your gut and let's see what we can do about the headaches and, you know, to be more physical body oriented. It evolved because I would see people, and this happened in my own journey as well, essentially get stuck where we do so much work with our physical body and we put so much focus on our physical body. But if we're ignoring, you know, the mental, our mental selves, the mental body or the emotional or the energetic body, you get better to a certain point, but there has to be the way that I describe it is kind of this alignment between who we are physically and who we are energetically, right? There's so many different words for it and categories and pillars, but really if you're taking really good care of your physical self, and I was, my goodness, the like perfect diet, great exercise, best supplements in the world, like and doing some of the energetic stuff. I'm meditating and I'm journaling and I'm I'm listening to the positive stuff and I'm affirming and I'm grateful. But there was so, there was a disconnect. Like you said, I wasn't embodying who I was energetically as well. And I would see that with my clients where it'd be like, yeah, you're doing great, but we still have this like funny gut thing. Well, it turns out that that gut thing isn't a food sensitivity. It's not an, a, you know, it's not SIBO. It's not a microbial imbalance. It isn't toxicity. It's not the water you're drinking it's something going on in your energy. And that could be your nervous system or you're not in the right calm state when you're eating, or it could be so much bigger, right? There's something happening in your life or something that happened in the past that you're not recognizing and tending to. It doesn't have to be a problem, but there's something that needs attention for you energetically so that those things can line up. And that's where you get to feel how you want to feel. And ultimately for me in my own life and for my clients in feeling how you want to feel functioning, how we want the body to function, that means that you get to go live the life that you want to live, right? That's where you get to be creative and joyful and have the high highs of life because you're also willing to explore and experience what it means to not always feel the best you've ever felt, right? Not always just feel happy, but to sometimes feel upset or sad or angry, whatever it may be. Um, or sometimes feel, you know, I have a stomach ache. Like I just have that. It's not necessarily a problem to be fixed, but it's an experience that I'm having. Now I'm going to take that feedback and figure out what can I do to best support myself. Right. Absolutely. And going back to what you were saying in the beginning, how you just ended up working for people who showed you your passion for this and also having a mom who's in this line of work, life often brings us what we need and can shift our direction in places that we weren't expecting. And when we're able to have that awareness and just kind of let it flow 
where it may, we end up finding what our purpose is without even realizing it. Absolutely. And when I originally was kind of the proposition was made to go through clinical training related to the nutrition work that I, that I do and that I started doing, um, I had this like panic moment. I was like, oh my gosh, I talking to my mother, like she gets a lot of phone calls from me still. Um, and I was like, I don't know if I can do this forever. Like, I don't, that's just, I can't commit to one thing forever. And she was like, well, you're not, you don't have to do it forever. Just do it while it feels right for you. Does it feel good right now? Do that right now. And then be open to the, not even the possibility, open to the fact that as you learn and grow and interact with people and interact with beings and under get to know yourself better through this expression of who you are right now, like other opportunities, not even opportunities, other passions of yours will come through other, other callings will come through. You just can't see them right now. So don't, you don't have to put yourself in this box that you're a functional nutritionist for the next 40 years. You don't have to do that forever. But if right now that feels like the next step, like that feels aligned, that feels like something that brings you joy. That is the way that you want to show up and serve the world and help others. Then do that now. And then you'll, you'll see what, what opens up and understanding that theoretically and feeling that in my being and my body were two very different things. And that was a big part of, you know, this journey. You talk about when did you make kind of start to make the transition to include more of the spiritual and energy side of things. It was in my ignorance of feeling that shift for myself and seeing what that meant to my physical body that then was like, oh, oh, okay, we're we're going to expand how we work with people because it wouldn't be the fullest expression of myself to just talk to people about their stomach aches or their headaches or their acne all day long. There's so much more to it. Um, and that's vulnerable, right? It's it's a big leap to include more of the human, more of the being in the conversation about health. And it's vulnerable to share about more than just like, well, it's the shoulder pain that I want to go away, right? It's so much more than that, um, but it's a really beautiful space. And it's, it's truly becoming well, right? Being whole, remembering who your whole self is. Yeah. And I think we're doing people a disservice when we don't incorporate all those other aspects Mm -hmm. because I I'm in recovery for an eating disorder and Mm. I have before I was ever diagnosed I went to nutritionists I went to holistic doctors and they would maybe express some concern but the focus was on the body the focus was on the food when that's not what I needed help with I was eating perfectly according to many people. Mm -hmm. And if they had been able to dig deeper or broach those more vulnerable, sensitive topics, it really could have changed things for me. And I think that the way that you incorporate and want to continue to dig deeper into these other parts of people's wellness, that's the true healing, that that's the true health and you being in your integrity is what allows you to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Well, and, you know, something that's come up recently with clients as I'm, I don't want to over formalize integrating the energy and the spirituality into things. And we live in such a structured masculine society, right? That's part of going through an experience like an eating disorder, recognizing that it's not just my food. It's not what it's not. It's not what's on the plate or what isn't on the plate. It's 
it's my energy around the food, right? Recognizing that, but that conversation doesn't fit into, it's not a checkbox, right? And so not wanting to create the same, we've over, we've overstructured it. Okay. That we want to, you want to talk about emotions. We do that in this five minute window. And then you want to talk about your stomach. We do that in this five minute window. And at the end of it, maybe we'll have two minutes to talk about your spiritual practices. Are you taking care of your soul? Right. That's, that's, it's so, it's so much flowier and not that structure is, it's not negative. We need some structure, right? I'm in a house. It's a structure. It's a beautiful thing. Um, But to even start to integrate some of the awareness that, you know, you're having the symptom, right? I, I don't know. Stomach aches have been a common one this week with clients. I'm had this, there's this, I can just feel the stomach. I, I, what's going on there. And to take a few minutes to think about, yeah, it's your body trying to tell you something, but is it really a, is it a physical symptom or is there something else there? How are you, how, how are you feeling in your life? Oh, you know, I'm, I am noticing that I'm, I'm feeling tense about X, Y, Z. What does that really feel like to you? Is that maybe part of what's going on in your stomach? Can we fix everything all the time? I mean, we're not meant to be, we're not broken and meant to be fixed, right? That's a, that's a language thing, but even just the awareness that this is something else. And this is actually really cool. This is other parts of me trying to tell me something, right? I'm struggling around what and how and when I eat and what, how I feel about my body. That's a big message, right? That's a really loud, sometimes very scary message to hear. Like my being is trying to tell me something. I'm not in control of something. So I'm going to control what I feel like I can control over here. And that's this plate of food. That's what I've got. Right. Or I'm doing something in my life. This, this was my, my lived example. I'm showing up putting on a button up shirt, going to a very structured masculine job that is no longer in alignment with me, but I'm going to ignore the headaches and the sleep problems and the moodiness and the, you know, jaw tension. And I'm just going to keep doing it because I think it's what's right. But my body is screaming at me because that's the, that's the loudest it can get until I was covered in a rash all over my arms and my torso. I was like, well, this is normal. I can fix this. I know all the tools to fix this. What homeopathic should I put on there? What do I need to use? Nothing was fixing it because it was no longer a body thing. But our body is like, it's like the check engine light in a car, right? Like I'm, something is coming from my physical body. This isn't a physical thing though, right? This is so much more than that. And we have to have some fluidity and creativity to tap into that um, for ourselves and for the people that we work with, Right. That's not inherent in our in our healthcare, in our medical system at all, because it's not always tangible, right? It's not always measurable, which is we love measure. We really love that. Yes, we love labels and putting things into boxes and clear mm-hmm. answers. And I wish that we were taught to have this other awareness around food and that connection to our body. Because I really had to learn how to, in a way, disconnect from how food is impacting my body. And of course, for some people, that's so important. Like we we want to know what's happening with our body and food. But for me, sometimes I have to be like, oh, my stomach hurts. That doesn't mean I have to change my food or do anything drastic. Maybe this is just an awareness I have to have to observe. And maybe there's something to take from that about the food. And maybe it's about my stress or my emotions. 
And maybe it's just an awareness, you know? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think that if we can have this other conscious thought about it versus just, this is what I should do. This is what I've been told to do. It it really helps us connect to another part of ourselves that we're not taught to. Right. Well, and that you bring up such a good point. You mentioned that like embodiment earlier, right? There is a balance between being not in the body at all and maybe being too much in the body, right? Every time you know, I ate this and then this happened, right? Like it's, you don't want to create anxiety around it. And sometimes there's a pendulum swing. I think that many of us have gone through that where we're so out of touch with what our body is trying to tell us, what our being is trying to tell us through our body. And then we're so hyper aware and we're like, I am feeling everything and I'm crying all the time. And like my, is my stomach going to fall out of my body? I don't know what's happening. And then we find that balance and it's about like us being in the driver's seat, right? Like I can choose, I have this, you know, I, my, my sleep was weird the other night and I can choose to like kind of tap in and figure out or try to, you know, to ask some questions. What might that have meant? Is there, is that a, is that a signaling something, whether that's energetic or emotional or spiritual, or maybe it is something in my, in my food or my lifestyle that, that could use some attention or sometimes you just have to let it be right. And we want things to be so black and white, right? Like that, like you said, the boxes, the structure the labels, and truly being well, like truly being your fullest self is not black and white. There's ebbs and flows and there's there's days where we're more on top of it and we're more tapped in. And there's days where I'm like, I'm just going to human today. I'm just going to like be, you know what? I know that that soup came out, came out of a can and I'm just, I'm going to eat it and I'm going to love it and I'm going to be grateful for it. Cool. Right. I did. Oops. I didn't home make the tomato soup today. Like that's okay. Right. There is this like very, there's a softness to it that isn't like you mentioned, like it's not taught to us, but it, it, I wonder if maybe it's not taught because it can't be, it's something that we have to learn for ourselves, right? We can have guides and we can have teachers and we can have examples. And I think for both of us in going through our own journeys in creating, starting our own businesses, I know for me, like it's meant to be, my life is meant to be an example of what it looks like to meet and remember who I truly am and then help other people on that journey, but I can't do it for them. I can create an example. I can lay out what I believe is the path, but ultimately it's about each of us figuring it out for ourselves. And perhaps that's why it does often come to us later in life where we're like, whoa, I gotta, I gotta learn. I gotta re-meet my whole self, right? No one introduced me to like all the parts of me, but can anybody introduce us to ourselves or is that our own journey, right? Is that our own responsibility but not in a scary negative way responsibility my favorite quote is we're all just walking each other home because Mm. we are we're 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 guiding each other we're influencing each other we're impacting each other but ultimately we're coming home to ourselves and that's a very inwards journey I'm curious how you started to make the transition to working for yourself and how that has developed. I know that you, you are now in a transition again with your business. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Last summer, let's say, um, I was headed into what would have been a transitional phase anyways. I had my job, my very like structured job. And I was starting, I was going to go from full-time to part-time there. And I was starting a part-time 
um, residency program, a functional nutrition, functional medicine residency program um, that I was going to do part-time as well to, you know, learn some additional things, get some additional experience in that field. Um, it was a little bit different. That was a little bit different than what I had been doing in my, in my professional life so far. And it felt like a, it was a big transition. I did not realize how big it was because as that started at the beginning of September, things changed what seemed very suddenly to the outside world, but energetically was not sudden at all with the structured, you know, 50 hour a week job that I had had. It went from what I thought was going to be, I'm going to do that part-time to I'm going to actually do that no time, full stop in like the matter, a matter of minutes. It was like, okay, we're, nope, that's, I'm not going to put a button up shirt on tomorrow, Monday morning and go to that job. That's, that's no longer an energetic or emotional or physical option for me. So here I am now floating in the ethers of space with still the residency and that like, oh shit moment. Like I didn't ever want to run my own business. Both of my parents are small business owners. I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to grow up and be my parents. (laughs) You try not to become them. You just really, really become them. Um, And so through a ton of support from my my spouse, my parents, my friends, like just so much love and community. I took certainly a few weeks to just like be a, a what felt like a stunned person, which grew from ignoring so many of the feelings for so long, right? Like I had this crash course and like, you can either numb this again, you can go back into that numbing cycle or you can sit and you can listen and you can feel what we've been trying to tell you all along, right? Like at some point who I am and what I was doing, were no longer on the same wavelength. And you can either stay off of that wavelength or you can, you can feel your way to where you're meant to be going. And so in October of last year, I started um, on, I, out on my own. I had many you know clients that were like, um, excuse me, where did you go? And I don't know how they found me. Like I got cards in the mail to my house. I was like, how did they get my address? Turns out the internet is wild. Um, that's fine. And um, so I started seeing clients very much in the way that I had been seeing them already because it to start a business and transform how you care for people, like it was two things. It was too many new things. I was like, I know what to do. I know how to look at someone through a holistic and functional lens. I know how to talk about food and nutrition. I know how to put a supplement program together. I know how to talk about lifestyle. I'm just going to do what I've always done and figure out how to do bookkeeping and taxes and make a website, I guess. Okay. And that for the first handful of months was just this like, I mean, certainly a learning experience. And then earlier this year, there was that kind of next aha of, okay, I'm going, I'm doing what I've always done in how I care for people. And it turns out that doing what I've always done in how I care for people was part of what contributed to me feeling out of alignment. Okay. There's going to be another, another evolution here. And it doesn't have to be this like really drastic. I don't do any nutrition work now because I actually love physiology and biochemistry. I like there's textbooks over here. I'm like, so what do you read for fun? I'm like, Oh, right now I'm reading, you know, just one of my textbooks from grad school. I really wanted to read up on you know, the nitrous oxide production in the body. People are like, what? Please get a hobby. Um, I have hobbies, I promise. Um, It didn't, it doesn't need to be, it didn't need to be. And this is something that 
I didn't realize at the time and had a lot of guidance and understanding, a total dis- you know, dissolving of what I've always done to bring in the energy and emotional and spiritual work into things. Um, because we're, we're both physical and energetic beings. And so I had it described to me kind of like when you sneak vegetables into like a muffin for a kid, right? So like, is it, are we 95% biochem and physiology and nutrition and 5% energy and spirituality. And slowly over the course of this, this last six, eight months, really working to kind of even that out. And I I mean, it's still very much a work in progress. Um, It feels very vulnerable because I recognize that to do both um, is the truest expression of who I am right now to talk to someone about, yeah, biochemically, here's what's going on and energetically and emotionally, here's what's going on. Um, and I think it's been incredibly well received. I'm so lucky to be so supported by, you know, my friends and my family, but also by the people that I work with. Um, it's a really nice reminder that this is our soul's work and the people that we're meant to work with and walk this path with are, they're right there. They they exist, right? They are here for us and we're here for them. And it's such a beautiful exchange. Um, but yeah, it's been, again, such a reflection of what I needed in my, in myself last September, when everything went what felt like crazy and I was covered in a rash and not sleeping, my practitioner that does what I do or what I've done for a long time, she was like, this is not a, I mean, yeah, there's, there's biochemical things we can do. There's supplements you can take. There are things we can change, but this is way bigger than just your physical body. So maybe call the people that you know, that have the resources to help you from an emotional and spiritual perspective. And those were the biggest breakthroughs. Um, because I, I had really blocked that, even though I didn't say I, or wasn't, I was pretending I wasn't right. It's that kind of like shoulders up, everything's good, but to like really tap in and listen, um, which is what ultimately the work for me is about for myself and for my clients. We're going to tap in and we're going to listen. We're going to listen to all the parts of you because if we ignore any part, there's still going to be something that comes up. And we live in the human world. There's always going to be something, right? There's, there, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, it doesn't have to be bad that sometimes we have a weird night of sleep or a digestive issue or a headache. Like, like you said, sometimes we want to figure out what that means. And other times we just kind of have to let it, let it be and let it go. And I think our growth happens in layers a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And we get, we can only get to the core by peeling back the layers, we can't always expect ourselves to jump from A to Z. And so you really just, you let your process unfold. And it's so beautiful that you're now starting to incorporate that energetic healing with these clients who already trust you, who already want to work with you, and who probably wouldn't be able to digest or approach this work without you. Mm-hmm. And so you're able to bring this whole new this whole new way of seeing to them because you've already navigated so much other work with them. Right. And I, there is you know there's always a foundation to lay down, right? And based on my experience and my training, like I, there will always be an aspect of the physical body that, that mat. I mean, it matters, right? If we don't have a physical body, we're not here on earth having our human experiences period. And that that's where we're all headed eventually. Right. That's fine. Um, but to 
you know, be able to kind of take the journey, the healing, the self-awareness, the embodiment, like take it in steps and make it digestible, right? Part of it too, for me, I have a really analytical brain. Like this thing loves to learn stuff. It loves to solve problems. Like I have a giant poster on the back of my door of like how our bodies make energy from carbs, protein, and fat, right? Like there's through the whole mitochondrial ATP production process, it's got, I don't know, thousands of steps, right? I like love that. And letting my brain feel like it's still being satisfied, right? Like you're still getting to understand, like there are still concrete things that you know that we can use in our physical and, you know, body health. And then I'm going to go over here and have some time to be energetic and emotional and spiritual. Well, you're, you're over here, you're satisfied because our brain will, our mind will fight us, right? Our brain can fight us on things, um, especially if the things that maybe our being is trying to tell us are new or scary. Certainly six months ago, I was in this stretch of knowing I, I want to, I need to sit down and really take a lot of quiet time and really go inward and reflect and meditate and journal because there's something more here that I, that I'm called to be doing. And my brain was like, no, we're sleeping in today. We're not doing, we're not going to, no, 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 no. Because what, what you're going to hear is it's time to evolve again. And that evolution can be scary, right? Change is scary. It's like, even if the coat doesn't fit, I'm going to keep putting that same stupid coat back on, right? It's not in fashion. It's too small. I can't move my arms when it's on, but I've always worn it. So to like have still the logical stuff to be aware of while we're integrating some of those other things. And for me, the like physical body, I think for a lot of us, the health of our physical body is a little more concrete and like satisfying to the mind. Okay. Yep. I'm doing these things. These are really good. And I'm going to start to like sneak the vegetables into the muffin and pay attention to my emotions and my energy and my, my soul. Exactly. We can't ignore the physical body and that's part of the energetic body. They're so intertwined and Mm -hmm. that's part of this spiritual human experience that we're all having, we all signed up for, you know, we can't, we can't disconnect the two. And I think problems arise when we try to, what keeps coming up for me when you talk, cause human design is my favorite thing, Yeah, your human design and you being a generator and just needing to follow what lights you up and what gives you that gut. Yes. And also your profile is four, six. I'm not sure how much you know about that, but having the six in your profile means your life kind of unfolds in three different stages. So the first 30 years of your life, you're trying things and experimenting and seeing what feels good and what works and what doesn't. And then 30 to 50, you're really figuring things out more and taking a step back and looking at all the experiences you're having and starting to integrate all of the lessons you learned. And then once you're 50, you, you really come and share all your wisdom with the world. You, you start to do that when you're younger as well. But for sixes, it really just gets better as you get older. But I feel like that really reflects a lot of what you were talking about. And I, I feel like you're in this stage of starting to take in all the wisdom you've learned and really integrate it all and connect it all. And it's, it's really beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I um, learned about human design for the first time last July. I want to say July of 2022, around that summer of 2022. And something that came up 
you you follow what lights you up, right? That sacral response that like that that's an aha. Uh-huh, yep. I'm going. I mean, it's no longer a yes. Like you got, you got to go. You got to get out of there. And the woman that I was talking to was explaining this. And she was like, if you stay somewhere too long, like in based on all of this information, there is a pot like there's a possibility that you will get not even the possibility. If you stay somewhere too long, you will get uncomfortable and it will not feel good. And there is a possibility that you will get destructive. And I was like, me? Destructive? Never. I'm a good girl. I do whatever I'm told. I'm super nice. Uh-huh. No, you're you're bonkers. And this was about two months before everything changed. You know, again, what seemed drastic to the human mind, but energetically had been a long time coming. And I was like, oh, that's what she was talking about. Like I stayed there's no such thing as too long, right? I stayed for the exact perfect amount of time. I learned there were obviously more lessons that I needed to learn in that situation. Um, and I did learn so many, so many, so many, so many things. I am really, truly, I can look back now and be really grateful for everything that I learned from a professional and provider perspective and from like a human being energetic perspective as well, which I could not say that a year ago. I was like, this is, that was trash. Why did I do any of that? but that's just pendulum swing. Right. But when she said that she was like, there is something to really going where you're meant to go, going where you're lit up, following the path that is lit up for you. And if you're standing in a dark spot because it's no longer lit up, it no longer feels good. Things are going to get funky. And I was like, no, 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 no. And guess what? Things were already funky. And I was just ignoring that. So it's really incredible. The things that can come out of, you know, that awareness that, that human design has, so much to offer right and something you know when you speak of embodiment the the sacral response as a generator and i don't think all generators are sacral i don't know how it works exactly you know to hear that like uh-huh or uh-uh from the sacrum when she first introduced me to that i was like well my sacrum is dead <laughs> it's not saying anything uh it's just quiet she was like well that in itself is telling you something your sacral your sacrum is not dead um but either the quiet is it's that's it's that's your that's no for you right it's not saying yes or you've not been embodied you've not been listening to it so you have to kind of train that right it's kind of like a muscle and now I'm like I get little pings and I'm like oh it's talking again like but it's so beautiful to receive information from places that aren't just our logical brain there's so much beauty that comes out of that to clarify, every generator and manifesting generator does have that sacral response, but some have emotional authority, which just means they need to wait for clarity versus some have sacral authority, which means that they can listen to that in the moment gut response, which is what you have. Got it. Got it. Cool. So I'm curious what your connection with your intuition looks like now and how you how it speaks to you, how you listen to it, how you nurture that connection in your life. It is very much a, like a feeling and knowing. Um, I, in my professional work, I use one of my tools is muscle testing. And so in, which is a way we can communicate with a body, right. And also a way you can communicate with someone energetically. Um, But I was taught based on like by, to use it biochemically and based on kind of more of the science side of things. Uh, I found myself in the kind of course of maybe the last two to three years doing a lot of muscle testing for myself, but overriding what I would learn from it. So there would be an intuitive piece to it. There would be an answer and then there would be a logic to it. No, no, that doesn't make sense. Nope, not that. Right. And so now like really having to like put my hands down 
and just feel what my body is, is telling me, feel what that sacral response is telling me, feel like, how does that land? And like, what do I know? Right. The information very much shows up. That intuition is like right there. I sometimes we'll see things, but not necessarily. Right. Like I'm not, I am a little visual, but not super visual, but I've had that all along. I mean, we all do, right? We all have an intuition all along. The The biggest learning piece for me is then not overriding it with logic, lefty brain up there. Like I love, I call her lefty. I'm like, I love you. Please be quiet. <laughs> go do this, go solve this math problem. Go look at the chart on the back of the door. How do we get ATP when we're in a, you know, carbohydrate deficiency? Go figure that out. Go look at that. Um, <laughs> go over there. But really, you know, feeling it or knowing it and then trusting it. That's been the biggest piece, right? Like I, I, I trust that and not always having a reason to trust it. Um, I heard recently someone say, you know, we can trust for no reason. You can just trust it. You don't have to have a logic to why you trust that, that gut feeling or that sacral response or that knowing or that thing you heard or that little zing you just got across your shoulders. You can just trust that or trust that person or trust that situation. You don't have to have it make sense. That's okay, right? And so just really learning to to trust it and not try to override it, which I'm still working on, will be forever. It's a, it's a journey. It's definitely a journey, especially because our society tells us to override it and to think logically and to be able to explain it. We're taught that if we can't express why we're doing something or why we think something, then it's not, it doesn't make sense. We shouldn't do it. When in actuality, our intuition is so much more magical than that mm-hmm. and innate than that. And my mission is to encourage people to trust that blindly and to lean into that because I really believe that if we can listen to our intuition, we can come back home to ourselves in a, in a deeper way. Absolutely. Yeah. Our intuition is there. I mean, it is pure love, right? Our intuition is giving us messages from pure love. And when we trust that, if more of us, as more of us trust that, more of us make decisions, have community, you know, have conversations, interact with people, interact with the world from that place that is so genuine and is meant to surprise and delight us and shine our light into the world. That's where we you can trust just simply to trust because you want to for no reason, whatever when you're living from that pure love not everybody is right our world is a wild situation and it's like simultaneously we have the most people understanding or wanting to understand or feeling like there is a deeper knowing there is that like that intuition that that soul speaking from inside of them shining their light lighting up the path from a place of pure love. There's more of that than ever. And there's more push against that. It's a very odd, interesting time that we're in. Um, But when we really, really come home, you know, people will think about, well, if I just listen to myself and just do whatever I feel called to do, is that selfish? And it's like, well, no, because it's, it's love, right? Like if for me, it's, it feels risky to add in energy and emotions into the work that I do. Is it, but I, but I want to, I feel called to do what I want to. Well, is that selfish because I want to do it? 
I, I tell myself no, because it's from love, right? It's meant to be my truest expression, my most authentic self, helping other people be their most authentic selves, right? It's all from love. And we are all love, right? That is the, the ultimate vibration of all of us. I love that so much when you, when you said that I got the chills and you following your intuition and what you genuinely want is not only not selfish, it's selfless. It's what you need to do to impact Mm -hmm. the world. I believe that we have our genuine wants, our genuine desires, and our intuition speaks to us and tells us these things for a reason. And it is our purpose in this life to let that unfold. And we don't need to know why. Who knows who you're going to impact? Who knows what you're going to do? But we each have these unique things. And when we can put that out into the world, that's when we can find our our place here. Absolutely. And there's so, so many people, so many of us that were brought up in whatever religion it may be, whatever, whatever spirituality, whatever belief system. And so wherever you're at on that, right, still in a more organized religion or in a spirituality place, you know, I'm however you identify. I believe in the universe. I believe in God. I believe in, it doesn't matter. But there, that, the idea behind that is that we are all perfectly designed i don't i don't know what the word is right there's so many there's so much language around it but we're all we're all perfectly perfect and if we're all living in our most authentic purest you know way if everybody is doing that we're all flowing beautifully like we're all it's like harmony right like that's harmony it's when we're all living from our purest selves from our truest selves that we flow together and yeah i made this decision because it felt really good to me but it turns out that like you said was also beneficial for others. And then that inspired them to do something that was right for them, that then that ripple effect of like true harmony and balance in the world. That's where that comes from. It's not something that we can like white knuckle through or logic through. It's it's authenticity and it's love. Um, I heard recently, you know, they're studying so much more now as far as the frequencies and energy and quantum physics and the quantum field and entanglement. And there's some new data coming out. We've always thought as long as we've had the data that love has the highest resonance, right? Love is like the highest vibration, um, unconditional love. And now there's some information that what might actually vibrate higher than that is authenticity, which is just living in unconditional love, right? And I do think that it's that disconnection from our authenticity that holds us back because we feel ashamed of it or because we want to fit in and we shut down those unique gifts because we want to just be the same as everyone else or be accepted. And it's usually what we're, what makes us the most different. That is our biggest gift to the world. I'm curious, what is something that you used to feel ashamed about that you have now learned to love about yourself or learned to embrace and integrate? Mm, Yeah. So I am a a cancer is my son's sign. I was born in the middle of July. Um, I was born two weeks early, so I would have been a Leo. Um, And I cancer is that very maternal, like homey, emotional sign. Right. 
And I hated that as a kid. I hated that. Even as a, an adult, even in starting a, you know, on the career path of helping people, I did not like that I was considered even just from a, you know, newspaper zodiac sign clipping like you're the the feely emotional one and you cry a lot I was like that's stupid I hate that I don't want to be that person that's not who I am right I'm tough and strong and and sharp and I get stuff done right and for a long time I didn't even like to say like I help people or someone was like oh you're a healer and I was like ew gross like I would never refer to myself that way that's disgusting no I'm like I'm a scientist who works with people on their health like that? What, 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 that's the, like the most masculine description I could have come up with. Um, and in terms of the healer thing, I do think that everyone is their own healer. We just have guides that help us discover that within ourselves. So that's a different story. But what I'm learning now is to really not be, not think that it's weak or soft or bad to actually be soft and have my feelings and want to take care of other people. I am very maternal. I am very feminine, but I hated that about myself for so long. I didn't want to be this like soft, nurturing person. I wanted to be like, I can run with anybody. I can do anything. And I, and I can, and I can be nurturing and maternal. I don't have children, but I have cats and I have friends and I have clients that I like love taking care of them. And I felt for a very long time, this really weird distinction between like being with the client and loving, loving being there with them, loving being in that role of like holding space for them to realize and figure out their potential wellness and what they need to do to get to where they want to be. Like, I loved that. And then outside of my time with my clients, I would be resentful that I loved that. Mm -hmm. I would be like, People like you like your job, like it's fine. Like what? No, it's like your soul's work. Like what are you talking about? It's fine. Oh, because you didn't want to identify somewhere along the lines. You thought it was bad to be feminine and soft and maternal and cry sometimes and want to be a nurturer. I, I don't know where that came from. There's probably some exploration to do around that. Um, but that was something that I was weirdly ashamed of was being like a soft feminine nurturer and like how else would I have landed in the career that I'm in? Right. I don't know, but I had resentment towards it for sure. Wow. Which does not feel good. Did not feel good. Especially because it's so, such a core part of who you are that to feel so ashamed of that and continuously push it away and not even acknowledge the joy it brings you mm-hmm. can soul crushing. Yeah, and absolutely. We have such so many layers to us, so many different pieces of us, and they all fit beautifully. We don't have to negate one to be the other. And I mean, again, I can look at your human design chart and see that you have a completely open solar plexus, a completely open emotional center, which just means that you really are so susceptible to feeling other people's emotions and taking that in and reflecting it back to them and being that empath. And at the same time, you have another part of your chart that really does have that strategic, logical, structured mind. And both are you and both make you perfect for what you are here to do. And that's why you impact people in the way you do. Mm, That's really beautiful. Thank you for saying that. I, um, there's, you know, so many incredible teachers and speakers and educators out in the world. And I've been really lucky to interact with many of them, yourself included, And to really learn that we can be 
both things, right? Like I love science and I love spirituality. And my core belief, one of my core beliefs is that like at the intersection of those two things, when we can find balance or alignment between our physical scientific machine bodies and our soft spiritual like flowing selves, like that's where the magic happens, whatever magic is for you, right? For me, it's a life that does serve people, but equally like nurtures myself and gives me the the time where I can just like lay on the floor and pet my cats and travel and have my garden and have my trampoline and ultimately comes back to modeling what it looks like to be my most authentic self. Like that's my magic and that's where I want to be. And that happens when I am scientifically and spiritually nurtured both sides of that. Right. And I love both of those things. And there was such a belief for so long that I could only be one and it's more acceptable to be a scientist than it is to be spiritual because that's weird or whatever. Woo woo. Right. Like wherever that term came from, no one wanted to be, I don't know. Maybe some people wanted to be that. I was like, I'm not woo woo. Nope. I'm going to meditate in a closet so no one can see it. Don't, don't look at my YouTube history that the Abraham Hicks, when that comes on automatically in the car, I don't know who put that there. Right. Nope. That's crazy. I actually listen to uh, biochemistry lectures while I drive. Like what <laughs> you can be, you can be both of those things, right? You can be strong and soft. You can be healing and healed like you can be both things um in so many categories that is really a really empowering place to be right to have be able to you know open both of your hands open your heart to the possibility of what it means to be multiple things at one time because that's what we are that's our truest that's that authentic true expression exactly and when we embrace all the parts of us and just show up with all the parts of us we give other people the opportunity to do that with themselves Mm -hmm. and that is so powerful and along those lines what is something that you wish people talked about more or that you wish you were able to talk about more openly Mm. yeah there's still a big for me, confidence piece in talking about the like energetic and, and spiritual side of things. Um, and I, I think that for a lot of people, right, there's, there's so much judgment around what's right everywhere in the world. And spirituality is, is no different, right? I have a, a good friend that is a Buddhist. And even for me, she has such a strong understanding of what it means. That's her spirituality, right? She has such a strong understanding of that, but I have moments where I'm like, well, I can't talk to her because I don't understand it the same way. I can't, I can't run at the same level that she does because her spiritual practices are so rooted in something that is so concrete. And mine are, I'm still exploring what that means, right? So many of us are, she wasn't Buddhist her whole life, right? She, that was a discovery for her. Um, And there's, yeah, the confidence to talk more about that for myself and for others to recognize that all of the formal traditional academic training that I have in nutrition, like I don't have to have that same amount of formal academic training in energy and spirituality to talk about those things and to know those things, because that comes from my core, like that comes from my soul. Yes. If I wanted to understand the physics behind how we're all entangled, right? How every human being is connected on this planet. There's some learning to do there. Sure. And I will probably do that at some point because it's fascinating. <laughs> Got to satisfy left brain up there. Like, it's okay, buddy. We, it, it's just different in the world of energy and spirit. You don't have to be this like multi-certified. I have every degree on the wall related to studying 
religion and spirituality and God and energy to then teach that because it is our core essence. And so really that's a big part of my journey is becoming more confident in sharing that opening the door for more people to talk about that as well. Um, And taking away the judgment of whatever it means for someone to be spiritual, right? Oh, you're not religious. Someone asked me recently, are you religious? And I was like, Oh, um, I don't know how to answer that exactly. Like I do believe that there is that there's more to life than just what we're doing here on earth. Absolutely. I wouldn't put it in a traditionally religious box. Is that okay? Like, are you okay with that? I don't want you to be offended, but I'm not going to lie to you. It was this very interesting conversation of like, I wanted my old jacket. I wanted to be like, why are we even talking about that? I'm a, I'm a scientist. Where's my lab coat? Like, shoot. Uh, but it was obviously an opportunity to, you know, for both of us to just go, yeah, that's, those are your beliefs. I under, I know hers. She talks about them loudly and frequently because she's passionate about them and knows them and understands them and mine are different. And I was worried that would be offensive to her, but it shouldn't be what really matters most to me. I think at the end of the day is that we are, whether we fully know what we believe or we're discovering it, we're on that journey. And we feel like we get to define what it means to be spiritual or energetic or whatever for ourselves. And it's not somebody else's definition. And we know the exact right amount of information that we need to know in that moment. And then if we decide that we need to know more, then we'll learn more. But again, it comes back to it being an unfolding, our healing, our journey, it all is a process. And we didn't come here fully baked, you know, we're here Mm -hmm. to, to grow. And we all need to honor each other's unique journeys and unique perspectives and not feel like we need to have a label. Like, are you religious? Yes. I follow this religion. You know, it's okay to, for it to be messy and unfinished and to just show up authentic. And I think as long as we are in our integrity and speaking from that place of truth, we can't be wrong. Right. Absolutely. That's 100%. And understanding, respecting, recognizing that each human's truth is divine and beautiful. And if that doesn't feel right to you, if that feels confronting to you, if that feels different than what you believe in, that's okay too, right? We're not all meant to be the same. If we all had the same beliefs, like, it would be so boring. It'd be mm-hmm. so boring if every time I was like, here's what I think, my husband was like, yep, I think the exact same thing. Like, we would, what would we talk about? We wouldn't talk about anything. Instead, when I say, hey, here's what I'm kind of, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm evolving the way I think about this. What do you think? Oh, you think something different. Okay, well, I want to understand what you're experiencing so that then we can continue to live a life here together and be respectful of each other. And that like mutual love and respect for who we each are authentically is so, so important. And I feel that the only way that we get there, if we really can get there, right, it's journey versus destination, who knows? Um, is for more of us to live that authentic truth, right? The more we normalize, like just being ourselves and letting ourselves evolve over time and letting other people evolve and recognizing that everyone's individual experiences, whether that's here on earth or before we got here, 
that makes them different and unique. But the best thing that we can allow for other people or hope for other people is that they get to be their true unique selves so that we can also be right. It's that, that circle, that cycle. I'm authentic. So you're authentic. doesn't matter if we're the same because we're doing it from a place of love. Full stop. Exactly. And there's a place for us all to be authentic. When we are authentic, we find our place. Mm-hmm. You touch on this a little bit, but I would love to know what is your biggest intention with your work? How do you hope your work impacts the world and the people you work with? My like first, I would say on paper intention for the people that I work with or for the people that I interact with is that we find a way for them to be connected to their physical body and to who they are energetically. If you really want to simplify the two, physical, energetic, and energetic can be emotions and spirits and all of those things, but to really learn how to listen and feel and connect with those two things and find balance or alignment between those things, right? To bring those things, to bring the energetic body back into the physical, to listen and discern what part of themselves is trying to speak to them, right? To really be able to kind of tap into both sides of themselves, both parts of themselves and not be so focused on the physical that their energetic gets ignored or vice versa, right? We all know people who are so ethereal and out of themselves and it they have a lot of cool things that they're they're experiencing a lot of cool things to say, but it doesn't always translate back onto earth, right? So to like find the balance between those two and then ultimately to be able to to listen or feel or see or whatever it may be sense so clearly what either of those sides of themselves needs to kind of maintain that balance or alignment. I, I tell my clients this, like my hope for you is that you don't need me anymore because ultimately when something happens, right, when you have a weird night of sleep, you can tap in and go, oh, it was just a weird night. No big deal. Like we talked about earlier. Oh, or yeah, that's been a few weird nights. I'm just going to take a little time and reflect, is there something that I'm doing physically or energetically that maybe needs a little bit of attention that I could tweak or adjust? Okay. Turns out I'm eating too close to bedtime. Very simple. I'll move up my, my meal time. Or it turns out like, yeah, there is that emotional situation that's really been kind of running in my mind that I either need to, you know, confront and deal with or journal about or talk to my therapist, whatever it may be. Right. And you do those things and you bring yourself back to balance. When we feel out of balance, when we feel a symptom or something, you know, some type of dis-ease, some, some incoherence in ourselves that we are able to go, okay, here's what it is. Here's what I think it is. I'm going to try that. Perfect. It worked. Or I'm going to try something else. So we're really in the driver's seat. And of course we have guides, we have helpers, we have healers that can come in. I can't always get to the root of it for myself, right? Some days I'm like, I have no idea why this is going on because I'm too in my body to figure out. And this isn't a body thing, right? So I will seek guidance and we all have that guidance, right? But to really find that alignment and be the one primarily who is able to know what we need to do or not do to maintain that alignment. That's really my like hope for people intention, if you will. I love that. And that honestly, I think is what the health wellness world needs more than anything. Living intuitively wild means living dedicated to your true authentic self, no matter what. So I'd love to know, how do you feel that you live intuitively wild? Mm. This for me goes along with the idea of, I don't know if it's an idea, concept, tenant of being and then doing, right? Of like pausing, taking a breath, 
to just be the the person, the being that you are. And from that place, taking the step forward, doing the thing that can be as simple for me as like pausing before I decide what I'm going to eat for breakfast and then eating breakfast versus making the decision from like a frantic frazzled. I just have to do it really quick or I'm not going to do it at all kind of place. Right. Or in making a decision about something in business or relationship or life, like we, we be, and then we do the thing. Right. So we're conscious about, and more than just like, I'm present to what I'm doing. I'm paying attention. I'm, I'm energetically and physically present to what I'm doing. Right. I'm here energetically first, and then I'm doing something that's for so many of us, the path isn't obvious, right? I want to, where do I go? What do I do next? Da, 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 da. I know that I meant for big things, but I don't know how to get there. Well, if we, you're not going to see every step, but if you pause and then you go like, that's following your intuition and it is a wild journey, right? I love that intuitively wild. Like it's going to take you places that you could not have imagined, but that doesn't come from just like doing things that comes from honoring who you are energetically as a being and then following the nudges that come from that place to to do or not do whatever whatever comes up from there and that's that's the full embodiment that's mm-hmm. how we get there and that's how we live an intentional life because i think that intention is found in that pause mm-hmm. and then the action is how we manifest that into the world please share with everyone all your offerings where they can connect with you and anything else that you want to share. Yeah. So uh, my Instagram, I'm sure we'll put links in the- Yes, all the links will be- Show notes, if that's what you call them. Uh, <laughs> my Instagram is Chelsea, so C-H-E-L-S-E-A dot Kaz, K-A-Z dot Gaethel, G-O-E-T-H-E-L. I have an insane last name. That's the short version of it. Um, and my my business is called Kailaz Functional Wellness, K-H-A-I-L-A-Z, Functional Wellness, or kailazwellness.com. Um, from an offering perspective, my work currently is primarily one-on-one. Um, I do, you know, some very kind of body-focused um, nutrition and holistic healthcare work, and am now integrating a brand new service, uh, Nourishment for the Soul, which is that more intentional blending of the body and of the being, uh, really paying attention to what's going on physically, but also energetically and emotionally. Um, and through that service, the kind of next step here will be expanding into um, more of a more of a program, more of a group offering, which is new and feels amazing and also has that like butterflies in your stomach feeling because it's that next most authentic expression being able to share what I'm passionate about with more people and it is vulnerable right so I'm I'm excited for that to be birthed into the world so exciting and like I said the world needs more practitioners like you and I am so grateful for the work you're doing and so excited for all the new offerings that you're bringing to the world. So thank you. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for creating the space for all of us to not just know what it means to be intuitively wild, but to get to talk about it and really understand it and embody that. This was beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of intuitively wild, the podcast. I hope it helped deepen your connection to yourself sparked some insights and inspired you to live intuitively wild if you enjoyed this podcast it would mean so much to me if you would share it with others and leave a reading and review and please reach out to me i would love to connect with you i will see you next time for more magic